what really bothers me very often is the fact that people think because just because the government hasn't confirmed it whatever you're looking into it's a conspiracy and that's the perception the closed-mindedness that they want to keep us in we have to break out of that we have to take it for face value and say listen here's the evidence we've put together thankfully with the show with a community of people that's only growing bigger and bigger and we can decide for ourselves just because the government denies it or the government doesn't comment on it doesn't mean it didn't happen and we're learning that more and more and you'll see what I mean by that very shortly but very quickly I want to give a shout out to Eddie Hernandez again I believe I shouted him out a couple times a few months ago he's been a long time watcher so brother thank you so much for watching as always and I do want to very quickly mention before I start for those who don't know, uh, I have a Patreon now, so on the screen, I'm, for those on YouTube, I'm just putting up very quickly the three different packages that I have. Each package offers a ton of content, uh, whichever one you like. Be sure to check it out, patreon.com slash generationz. It's also in the, the link in my description as well, right, um, right above where I keep all my sources as well. So let's start. The gate. The man-made earthquakes that open forbidden portals. So first off, let's go one by one here. Excuse me, let's take a look at, very simply, let's start very basically, at something called the hum. Now, you know when you're relaxing and then you get up for a glass of water or something like this, and then all of a sudden you hear a hum, and you, your ears are ringing. And you say to yourself, well, you know, that, just, that must be me or what have you. But then you go to work the next day or you go to school or wherever you normally go, and then you find out your friends heard it too. Did you hear that hum? Yeah, then you kind of felt, you know, the ground shake a little bit at some point, a little bit of an earthquake or something like this. And even if you didn't feel the earthquake, you still heard the hum. So then you get your ears checked out just to make sure and you find out there's nothing wrong with your hearing. All right. So let's put it this way. It's ironic that th there's something on Wikipedia called the hum because so many freaking people have heard about it all around the world and have not just heard about it, but have heard it themselves that... Do we call this a conspiracy or do, do we call this a legit thing? So you see my point of what I said at the beginning, but let's take a look. The hum, and I quote, is a name often given to widespread reports of a persistent and invasive low-frequency humming, rumbling, or droning noise not audible to all people. They have been reported in the United States, United Kingdom, New Zealand, Canada, and are sometimes named according to the locality where the problem has been particularly publicized, such as the Taos hum in New Mexico or the Windsor hum in Ontario, Canada, end quote. So, long story short, people all around the world hear it. Why these particular locations? I'll get to that later, but it has to do with opening certain portals. Let's just take a look at another article. This is just a, you know, a very random article from Fox, uh, myfox8.com, which is a subsidi subsidiary of Fox News. And you can see here, and I quote, mysterious loud booms shake local homes. Now, very recently, about a week back, if I'm not mistaken, there were tweets in Washington, D.C., of people hearing hums and earthquake-like shaking, and the mainstream media never picked it up. To a lot of people who know all about underground drill, drilling, specifically geologists and all that, who independently commented on it, but of course the mainstream media refused to have them on, they said it sounded like drilling. It's a little bit of both, and I'll tell you why. So let's move forward. Let's take a look here. At abc7.com, 5.3 magnitude earthquake strikes California-Nevada border, border, border sorry, area near Yosemite, USGS, says. Now, 
here's the interesting thing. The hums are there all the time. A lot of people think that the hums are there because, you know, the, the United States government in correspondence with Israel, Russia, many other world governments, China, are actually very secretly working together with very specific alien races to rid other alien races off of this planet. Now, the most common proposal is that the reptilians who have been here the longest, now bear with me, Don't. this is not a reptilian episode, but just hear what I have to say, have been underground for so long and have may in fact be a part of Agartha, who knows? That's not even what this episode's about, but we got to put it out there because we got to cover all the angles. Allegedly, the Nordics, along with the, the greys and the tall greys and many different other species, do not like the reptilians, not because they're necessarily bad. I mean, in human definition, again, this goes back to perception. What is bad, right? Ultimately, the reptilians, I'm not saying they're good, but at the same time, we have to look at this neutrally if we want to really understand. So, it's been documented, reported for thousands of years, whether it's in actual government documents that have leaked, and I say that with air quotes, or through folklore or myths, and we have to do what basic investigative reporting does and look at the consistency. The reptilians are not necessarily bad, but they're self-serving. There may be a few with their own good intentions, but again, we have to look at it like people in other countries. Just because, you know, the Chinese Communist Party is up to no good right now doesn't necessarily mean the Chinese people themselves are bad. And so we have to look at it that way, right? We cannot start characterizing it into different uh, different factions, into different areas, as if it were some type of human civilized way of looking at things, okay? So let's take a look here at tcoto.klaxo.net. Uh, My apologies. This here again, I mentioned this yesterday. It's an index website that puts a lot of documents together. So let's take a look. And I quote, Canadian governments have had intimate knowledge of aliens since 1943 and cooperating with them. The officers even knew the exact date and time of two previous but unreported UFO sightings on the Suffern property. Okay, end quote. Now, the sufferings on their property reported humming and mysterious earthquake-like shaking, but that earthquake that they felt only applied to them. 9 you might say, Dave, okay, what do you mean by that? What do you mean it only applied to them? Well, when we say only applied to them, it means that there was an inversion of some form of time manipulation that opens up when these portals are activated. And these portals are actually forbidden by the Andromedan Council and by the Galactic Federation as well, by the way. This is something that the former Israeli space minister brought up, but believe it or not, the reporter reporting on this refused to write the story in the New York Times, which is interesting. But anyways, let's carry on. Let's take a look here at ufosightingsdaily.com and this is when the connections that are going to be made are very dramatic so let's take a look here this website is fantastic and i want to give a shout out to the creator of this website which is uh, scott c and his youtube channel et database so over here, if we take a look, he provides very basic links, guys, to government websites that lead directly of explaining how to communicate with extraterrestrials and how to behave with them, as well as some of the treaties that have been signed. But what happens when you click on the link or any of the links that you see on the screen here? Look what happens. It does take you to the NSA website, but look, oops, an unknown error has occurred. Oh, how convenient. And what's interesting is that I saw this link. I came across this link about a year ago before I started doing this show, and I saw these documents before they were removed. What these documents spoke about were two things, gate and man. And I'll explain what those two stand for. Thankfully, I, I, I dug a little bit and I got a picture of it. So gate stands for galactic agreement with tall EBE. Now, you might say, Dave, okay, they might not put that on their on their website. Why would they do this? 
they put it on their site in the instance of a hypothetical interaction with aliens. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but if you go check out the United Nations website, it's no different there anyways as well. They, the United Nations literally has an alien representative uh, f- uh, who represents all of humanity. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's totally legitimate. You can check it out. Now, MAN stands for Mutual Agreements with the Nordics. It's no secret that people, the governments and the government officials in the West tend to get along with the Nordics more than others. As it pertains to other countries, I'm not sure. Each country has their own relationship with certain factions of aliens, and then ultimately there's a conglomerate of them that come together in many different ways to represent themselves towards the Andromedan Council and the Galactic Federation. Now, these earthquakes activate portals that are forbidden by the Andromedan Council and by the Galactic Federation. Why? Because these portals bring in elements, all right, that help uh, that help suppress the pineal gland of your average person and also help propel certain extraterrestrial technology to take it to that next level. Now, there's different dimensions. Now, we can get into the spiritual aspect of this, but if we look at quantum physics, there's more and more evidence suggesting, especially the last few years, that there are alternate universes, parallel dimensions, and even other dimensions that ascend, that transcend and descend the one that we're in. And obviously, no coincidence, it has to do with geometry, shapes, hermetic principles, quantum physics. There's a deep connection they're very similar to that of Walter Russell's The Universal One, if I'm not mistaken. Now, these portals are sort of like on standby, okay? And what I mean by that is this. You know when you have your laptop and you put it, you just, you don't turn it off, but you put it to sleep or you put it on standby? And it's still, if you listen very quietly, you'll hear your laptop, the, the motherboard of it or the, the fan of it whirring a little bit going right that's what the hum is the hum that is heard all around the world is a representation of what it's like to put a computer on standby now what's the computer the computer is the portals that are being opened and activated not to teleport people not necessarily i can't comment on that i haven't found any evidence of that right but to extract elements from other dimensions how they do that i don't know yet i'm working on that but i don't know yet i do have some research that i'm putting together but Does it really sound, guys, unrealistic when we take a look at the fact that certain experiments were done in universities such as Texas where they tried to be able to see if alternate dimensions or parallel universes or transcendental or descendental universes existed? And the test was very simple. I'm not a scientist, but just to dumb it down and explain it in layman's terms, they took a bunch of particles and they said, listen, if there's at a Texas university, they go, if there's no such thing as parallel universes, alternate universe, you name it, different dimensions, different other worlds, then all of these particles within this particular incubator they had it in will remain in the incubator after the experiment is done. What did they do to conduct the experiment? I don't recall off the top of my head. That's not the point of this episode. Long story short, the experiment was done and a handful of these protons, neutrons, you name it, were missing. They were missing completely. And some of them that returned to replace them were in fact that of the ghost particle, which at the time this university didn't really understand until a much larger study at CERN was done regarding the ghost particle, you name it, obviously because they had more technology and resources, which has to do with the psychological warfare aspect of things. Because again, when you control the predictive programming of a certain institution to release something to the public, you then control the way that the information is carried out to the rest of the world. Now, there's so much more we got to get to. So let's take a look here now. GATE stands for Galactic Agreements with Tall EBEs. I don't know if I brought this up uh, in the beginning of this episode, but Tall EBEs, I know that might sound a little, I guess we could say, quote-unquote, alien racist, but Tall, and if we look at the track record of this show, too, Tall 
EBEs, tall beings, tend to be a lot more intellectual and reasonable with humans than the other way around. So, let's take a look here. Now, if we see and we go to bibliothecaplates.net, which is, again, another index website that just puts together all the documents, we'll see here, according to the U.S. State Department website, international agreements brought into force with the respective United States on a constitutional basis, other than with the advice and consent of the Senate, are international agreements other than treaties and are often referred to as executive agreements. Now, this is what's interesting. There's a difference between executive agreements and executive orders. An executive agreement has never been made. All right. And let's take a look here. An executive agreement makes it possible for a U.S. president to reach an agreement with a foreign power without the advice and consent of the U.S. Senate. Now, we know in some cases certain presidents are not allowed and are not be privy to even knowing the existence of certain aliens, right? Some presidents are not told because they are not trusted by those within the shadow government. I'm a, I'm a little bit hesitant to say shadow government, but you know what I mean? Those who have the deep connections with the military industrial complex and the intelligence community. Now, executive agreements, ironically enough, only pop up in one area of government. Which area is that? The military industrial complex, which Bob Lazar, Jacques Vallée, Phil Schneider, Carla Turner, Al Bailek, Thomas Costello, you name it, every single whistleblower has talked about if you want to find the truth about aliens and about what's really going on here, you got to look at the military industrial complex. The private contractor companies are the ones that could keep things secret much better than the government because let's face it, the government is very leak prone no matter how high up you hold it, right? Which is why the Joint Chiefs of Staff at the Pentagon are not even allowed to know about the MJ-12 and the Cosmic Galactic Federation. When they asked about it a handful of years ago under the Obama administration, they went to the CIA and the CIA told them, sorry, sir, you, the Joint Chiefs of Staff are not on a need-to-know basis. What does that tell you, right? Now, let's move on. Let's see here, for example, we have two types of aliens. And it, when I say types, I'm talking about many different races. But you have the ones that are cooperating with the military-industrial complex, and then you have the ones that are not. The ones that are not are here for simple spiritual transcendence and enlightenment. The ones that are here with working with the, uh, the military-industrial complex, if we take a look here, are the short rays the tall grays, reptilians, the Anunnaki, or allegedly, you know, the Nordics, the Draconians, which allegedly are reptilian. But again, we can't just put them all into one big pile and say all the reptilians are bad or something like this, right? Now, the next thing we also have to look at as well is we have to look at a handful of United Nations meetings that had to do, that, sorry, that occurred in the year 2008, which is the same time the U.S. State Department put on their website that executive agreements make it possible for the president to get things done without telling anyone anybody okay and let's take a look here now at when this occurred so we see here based on many different documents from bibliothecaplates.net putting it up on the screen now that allegedly a lot of the middle eastern stuff you know the war in iraq and all that didn't have anything to do with 9-11 and everybody knows that that's not even really a conspiracy we know that cheney and bush push, pushed all that nonsense it had to do with reptilians stargates you name it specifically in iraq now if we take a look here at the again bibliothecaplates if we see we're going to notice here an index, and if we take a look, one second, an index, for those watching on YouTube, of all the different documents and articles and whistleblowers that have talked about secret meetings at the UN about extraterrestrial affairs, right? Now, take a look, guys, at the dates next to each one. What year is there? 
What's the most common year you see? Actually, as a matter of fact, as I'm looking now, even the only year that you see, 2008. You think that's a coincidence? It might actually be. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys it's, a, it's connected. But let's put on our investigative thinking hats for a second, okay? Clearly, there's something here. Now, the next thing is that shape, which stands for, and I'll pull it up here, Supreme Headquarters Allied Powers Europe was also also underwent a major reform in 2008. The same time executive agreements, not executive actions, executive agreements went into place. And the same time that the UN had all these top secret meetings on all the different alien races in 2008. So shape had a major reform. Okay. And now how do you, you might say, okay, Dave, how do we know shape underwent a major reform? Well, let's take a look here again, another leaked document that was put on Bibliotheca plates. And we could see here very clearly an interviewer, a journalist is interviewing a military gentleman here, according to the assessment by Robert O. Dean in the United States army. Right. And if we take a look here, we're going to see here that he talks about how the Majestic 12, MJ-12, was confirmed for him. The Cosmic Galactic Federation was confirmed. And not only that, but EG&G, Battelle Corporation, and a handful of other companies that I don't want to name publicly. That's the point of the Patreon thing. So you can actually see some of the names uh, that we can't talk about on YouTube here. You're going to see they all have to do with the same 2008 reforms with SHAPE, United Nations, all of a sudden executive agreements, the NSA articles or documents on how we can communicate with extraterrestrials as i showed you early in this episode disappeared again in 2008 right and it appeared and then disappeared so we're seeing constant reoccurrences here and we're seeing that this hum resultingly believe it or not is forbidden by the galactic federation and the andromedan council because and i'll tell you why every time portals are activated to extract elements from other universes you know what happens it consequentially just like with everything in life no matter how advanced a certain technology is alien or human there needs to be a balance the yin and the yang every time these portals are opened it degrades the third dimension in a vibrational state and when you degrade when you descend instead of transcend what happens just like you getting in a bad mood or me being in a bad if i'm in a bad mood and you walk into the room Good. If you're someone who has good instincts, you could probably feel my vibes without even looking at my face. You'd say, shit, Dave's in a bad mood. Think about it like that. So what do these lower vibrational hums activate? It activates more negative low frequential energy. And what is low frequential energy? Ooh, I don't know. Many different things. But one of the key things is people who have passed away, who have not transcended spiritually, regardless of what religion you subscribe to. That is why every time these portals are opened, there are paranormal beings, more so demons or people who are bad, I guess we could say committed, very negative or negatively vibrational oriented and frequential acts, okay, that remain on this planet, sort of like, um, you know, after someone passes away and they don't go to the light, and I'm not trying to get religious, but you, we, it's no coincidence that we see a recurrence of paranormal activity, negatively, not positive ones, negative paranormal interaction every time this hum is heard so i want you guys to let me know what you think i know it's a bit of a, an excessive episode but we have to look at all the angles here and we have to say okay how much of this is in pure theory something that is a fluke and how much of this is something that is actually connected i mean look at the end of the day the only connection we have here in a lot of ways is what occurred within 2008 clearly something went on 
So ultimately, we have to see what happens. We got to take it with a grain of salt. I'm just here to lay out all the pieces. So thank you guys so much for watching, and we'll catch you guys tomorrow. Cheers.